0: the C H R I S S Y C O N C E P T dot com. Now, let's get to the show. Hey everybody, welcome to episode seventy-five of Teacher Talk. Have you ever wondered what goes through your principal's brain? I have. What are they thinking? Well, today we're in conversation with one of my favorite principals, Ingrid Gustafson. Ingrid joined the Roland Hall community in the summer of 2016, and for three years before her move, she served as director of studies at Darrow School on the New York-Massachusetts border, overseeing all things academic, from curriculum development to scheduling to faculty and student support. Prior to Darrow, Ingrid worked at three schools in California, most recently Sage Hill School in Orange County, and she wore many hats there over 11 years, including Dean of Faculty and History Department Chair. She's also taught world history, AP art history in French, and coached volleyball and basketball, Ingrid and her family, she has two amazing boys, love the outdoors, and they especially love road trips and hiking and birding and skiing. And I've been able to observe Ingrid up close. She's one of those principals that does not hide in her office. She's up and about. She's in classrooms, in with the kids, in the muck, out and about. She really gets into it, which I love. She's very accessible. And she was my principal just last spring when I did a long-term substitution cover for her at her school. She is now the principal of the upper school division, and she talks about all the challenges and the advantages of being a principal. So enjoy this conversation with Ingrid Gustafson. Ingrid, it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. I'm slightly laughing because Ingrid is a champion. Ingrid Gustafson and I have tried to record this podcast three times. The reason I say that is I just want to tell everyone that when we have to redo a worksheet or redo a lesson plan, maybe for the third time with tech, my thought is always, it's better the third time. Ingrid, welcome. Thank you, Chrissy. It's a pleasure to be here. Totally agree. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for being part of this podcast, Teacher Talk. And again, you were my first principal. Could you just walk us through, we know your incredible bio and a little bit of the high points of your career, but can you just walk us through sort of that moment or that time you became a principal or came into administration?
1: Thanks, Chrissy. Yes, I actually came into administration pretty early in my career, although I continued to teach for much of it. I was a new teacher at Idlewild Arts Academy in California. And I was teaching French and art history. And in my second year of teaching, I walked by a conversation where the director of the summer program was asking one of my colleagues if they might be interested in being the dean of students for the summer program. And I heard him say no. And I don't know what possessed me in that moment to say, yes, I'll do it but I did. And it was one of those just serendipitous moments where I got to work with a group of counselors in the summer. We oversaw evening programming and the dorms. And I never looked back, even though I continued to be primarily a teacher for another decade. I always dabbled in administration. And then it was uh, about three schools in that my role went uh, fully to administration. First as dean of faculty, eventually director of studies and now principal.
0: What is amazing about you, because I've been able to sort of witness you up close as a principal, I still am a tutor at your school, a local independent school very close to my home, and also I served as a long-term French sub. You and I share French and a love of art history and the fact that we both got out of Ohio after growing up there. But what's so cool about you is you're also so willing to pick up any class or to sub And I love how you can really just pivot. Is there anything about teaching that you miss?
1: Yes, I miss a lot about teaching. I think primarily it's the interaction with students and each one of those little wins when you get a student to get excited about something or understand a concept or just connect with them. Um, I miss that a lot on the flip side. Teaching is a lot of what I do every day. You know, when you think about differentiated instruction or you think about like how to engage people or how to bring people along, those are still skills I'm using every day as a principal. And so I feel like I've not totally left teaching when I when I came into administration.
0: One of my favorite heads of school, when I was working at the American School in London, she once said, what is so interesting about becoming a principal is that your teaching continues. You're just teaching students in bigger bodies. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> Do you feel that way? And, and what are some of the, the amazing parts of your job? And maybe speak to some of the challenges too.
1: Yes, I love my role in great part because I interact with different people every day and no day is the same twice. doesn't matter what recurring meetings I have. It doesn't matter what I'm expecting to do that day. There are always surprises, primarily joyous surprises and good things that I get to do with students as well as faculty, as well as my wonderful staff and other administrators from the strategic level all the way down to being in totally in the weeds of the day-to-day. As you said, sometimes I'm subbing in a classroom Other days, I'm having a conversation with parents. Other times, I'm working with faculty on developing new courses, many, many different things we do every day. So I love it. And that's also one of the challenges. There are many, many things to hold as a principal. And especially in the last three years with COVID, more of those things have held a lot of emotion for people. And so it really is just trying to keep your eye on the prize and, you know, Looking several steps ahead and knowing that we're playing the long game while also supporting uh, people on the journey and continuing to see no matter what the obstacles are, continuing to see what we're doing as forward moving, forward looking and growing, not taking steps back that we're going to need to recover in the future.
0: I loved what you said right there and the fact that no day is the same. In many ways, your life is so similar to a teacher's life. And I can attest to the fact of watching you running from this club to that club, to video games in the library, to a D&D meeting, to checking in on students and faculty who might be having a hard time. You are holding all of it. And I know that you love yoga. You love getting outside. You often talk about balance right? And, and mind balance also for teachers. What do you do yourself to stay in balance and to keep your boundaries? Because you're in such a critical role. It's such a high profile role. I'm sure you've been criticized maybe only once or twice in your career about a decision that you've made, whether it's been disciplinary or with faculty, how do you yourself, um, Talk yourself through that. What is your mind space like when you are thinking about balance and boundaries?
1: Yep. That's a great question. And in many ways, it's the same for teachers as it is for me. We can't take things personally. We have to stay true to ourselves and know that difficult situations, difficult times like what we've been living through can raise emotion and raise tension and it's not personal. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is carving time out for oneself. And I know as teachers, this is difficult. We just actually came off finishing writing progress reports and comments this weekend, which probably made it a little harder to get outside and enjoy those fall colors but we are better for ourselves and our students and for sure our families if we can carve out those moments to get in a quick hike or drink a cup of tea on the back porch or meditate or as you say for me yoga is something that I love to do it's critical to find that time because the work is always going to be there (laughs) there's always one more paper to grade but we must find time for ourselves it makes us better for everyone else
0: I love what you say about we must find time for ourselves. And I think you really live that. You're an example for teachers. You did mention, I mean, we have come through COVID since 2020. We're still living with it, next to it, adjacent, near it, in parallel. And, you know, with Maybe political polarization, we're about to come into a midterm election, the events of the world, students also figuring out who they are, and you read a lot about learning losses. How do you see both maybe the positives and the negatives of what teachers have been facing and what they've come through this time with? What are their strengths? Maybe what are they still struggling with as you see it as their principal? Could you speak to that a little?
1: Yeah, I think COVID took a lot out of us for three years. I see teachers really as having been on the front lines, frontline workers, as, as folks said, particularly about medical personnel. I believe that we were there too. Again, there's a lot of pressure to take these kids and continue to help them grow, continue to help them develop, keep them healthy, especially mentally healthy. And at the same time, there were many challenges to overcome during that time, which certainly takes its toll on the adults who are supporting the kids as well. Some of those pressures are still there, but right now we have this opportunity with somewhat of feeling normal to reconnect with kids, to refocus on. We have a a saying here that relationships matter. That's kind of at the core of a lot of what we do. So how do we rebuild those things? How do we give students spaces to uh, socialize themselves, connect with their peers, play? Play is a big one, even for the upper school students it's been a struggle on the one hand. And on the other hand, it's been an opportunity for growth as well. I think that teachers have learned a lot through COVID and students have too. And I think we are all need again to see this as a moment for growth, not just a moment for despair, you know, or for having felt really challenged. We need to keep moving forward.
0: I think that is just right. And I really appreciate your perspective about moving forward. I think there's a lot if we focus on it, and especially in our thoughts, that could keep us at home underneath the duvet, not wanting to go to work. Often I ask teachers, if they could wave a magic wand, what might they change in education for teachers? I want to ask, if you could either wave a magic wand, yes, for teachers, but for principals, what would you love to create, and what do you see would make your job a little bit better? Sure, 25 more hours in a day, maybe. But since we're constrained, what would you say?
1: that one's easy. It's two things. Number one is time, time to plan time to collaborate time to to get the work done around the edges of teaching. And the second one is trust and respect from the broader community that our parents our politicians, you know, you name it, trust that we are professionals and respect the work that we're doing with kids, and really actually celebrate educators rather than feeling like we are always under this pressure, because people, you know, are struggling at the moment to to trust what we're doing.
0: Ingrid, thank you so much. I love trust, respect, and time. And I love that thought around planning around the edges, because that is really what great teachers are able to do. They're able to sort of fit it in around the edge of the Tupperware, which is our teaching, which I love in that container. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, and thanks for hanging with it. I really appreciate your tenacity and persistence and just love for what you do. Your passion comes through. Thank
1: you so much, Chrissy. I've enjoyed it.
0: Have a great day. And I will talk to everyone on the next episode of Teacher Talk. This has been a fabulous conversation with Ingrid Gustafson, principal at Roland Hall in Salt Lake City. We'll see you next time on the next episode. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to today's episode, teacher friends. If this podcast speaks to you, please share it. Share Teacher Talk with one teacher or administrator or educator in your life. To continue the conversation and have life-changing tools and resources sent directly to your inbox, join my weekly newsletter, Teacher Talk, at www.thecrissyconcept.com. That's the, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-C-O-N-C-E-P-T.com. There, you can also book a consult with me. That's a one-on-one conversation to see if coaching might be just what you're looking for. Sometimes one call is all it takes. Have a great day in and out of the classroom, my friends. We'll see you next time.